0: Pete, 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 get, I don't, I, okay. Oh man, this is great. Uh, I don't even ask, have to ask you about what we're talking about today. I heard about it. I found out what we're doing. I'm super excited. We're talking about fantasy stuff now. Like, finally you got over horror movies and we can talk about fantasy. Like, Fantasy Island, there's nothing bad about this. This is going to be great.
1: Kev, do you think we're talking about a movie that about an island where like elves and orcs and swords and magic are a bunch of
0: cool stuff happens because like it's all your fantasies coming true and everything this is amazing
1: thanks pete i appreciate this no buddy uh we're uh we're talking about fantasy island which is you know be careful what you wish for morality tales it's 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 horror my friend i'm sorry
0: oh well that's fine okay hold on a second Welcome to Fearless Films.
1: Fearless Films is a podcast where a horror movie buff, that's me, breaks down scary movies for the scaredy cats. That's me. So they don't have to watch the movie.
0: I had such high hopes, Pete. I thought you were going to talk about a happy time.
1: And what am I here for if not to dash your high hopes?
0: Uh, So Fantasy Island apparently is not fantasy. Is it even an island?
1: Yeah, it's an island. Uh, well, at least there's something true about this. Fantasy Island is a remake that came out in 2020, uh, based on a popular, a very popular TV show that ran from 1977 to 1984. You seem so surprised. It's very po- people liked shit back then. I don't get it. The things that were super popular in the 70s are amazing, Kevin. <laughs> it was a different time. But yeah, it's just it's a place where pe- like rich people go. And they have their wildest dreams and wishes fulfilled because of this mystical island. But then they always usually learn a lesson or something.
0: I was going to say, so is the a TV show a horror TV show? Is it like a, a Twilight Zone thing?
1: It was, it was like, it wasn't horror. It was like Twilight Zone for your mom. You know, like, no one <laughs> got like, talk about muti- my mom. <laughs> People didn't get like ripped apart or mutilated or anything. It was just like, oh, I want to be rich and famous. But then they're shown like the difficulties of being famous and all that stuff. And then they're like, I guess I take it back. In the original TV show, it from what I researched, it costs like $50,000 to get to the island. So it's like anyone who went there was already rich. I mean, in the 70s,
0: $50,000 nowadays won't get you
1: much. No, but think about the inflation, how much that would be now.
0: I guess that's true. That'd be like
1: $200,000. Just to get there. Just to go. So, yeah, when you think about it, it matches up for the time period of television programming, which was shows about rich people doing stuff, and audiences loved it.
0: (laughs) All right, so uh, is the movie the same?
1: Mostly, although they they put a spin on it to make it interesting for a, you know, hour and fifty minute movie. But it, it, it follows the setup pretty accurately. And it did really well. It only I was surprised to learn it only had a seven million dollar budget.
0: Well, I mean it's a small island.
1: Shut up. <laughs> but it made uh forty seven million, so we're probably yeah. getting a sequel.
0: Uh did it come out post like almost COVID time? Was it affected at all by the coronavirus lockdown?
1: It was in theaters, but it did pretty well on streaming since all that happened. So. Okay,
0: so it's doing pretty well.
1: It's one of those few movies that benefited from both.
0: Um, do I know anybody in this movie?
1: Maybe? I don't. Well, all right, there's one name I'm pretty sure you know. Do you know the actor Michael Pena? That, uh, isn't he an Ant Man? Yes. All right, yes. It's a storyteller in Ant-Man, Louise. Yeah. Uh, The movie also features Maggie Q and Lucy Hale. Uh,
0: Maggie Q is a real name. That sounds (laughs) like a rapper name.
1: It is a stage name, yes. And Lucy Hale is, uh, she's on that show Pretty Little Liars, and she's in a bunch of other horror movies. She's becoming a scream queen in her own right oh okay she's in a bunch of lesser horror movies like she was in truth or dare which i've never heard a good thing said about
0: (laughs) that'll be what we talk about next
1: i actually i would love to review that movie she was also in scream 4
0: i remember that from all the times i watched scream 4 why do you know that because i have the internet pete
1: you suck no i'm
0: because i'm super smart pete
1: No, it's too late. I'm not going to take that out and post. (laughs) No. Yeah, she's in the cold open to scream for. Oh, really? Along with like 30 other people. Also,
0: just because I'm smart and not anything to do with the internet, I would tell you that $50,000 in 1970 would be about $330,000 now.
1: You obviously Googled
0: that. (laughs) No, I didn't. I just did math, I did inflation math. It's a simple calculation. Shut up.
1: All right, do you want to learn about 2020's Fantasy Island and sure. see if it's any No, good? let's
0: talk about 1970's Fantasy Island. That see was a
1: seven-season of... show, Kev. We'd be here forever. <laughs> Just break it down in, like, 50 minutes, max. Oh, gosh. Uh, every episode is rich people come, and then things happen, and then Mr. Rourke is like, ah, ha, ha, you learned your lesson.
0: There's also a little person that's kind of humorous, but, like, we don't do that anymore.
1: Oh, no, they dropped that immediately in the movie. Mm-hmm. That is not a thing that happens. <laughs> Uh, Oh, wait, you know who played Mr. Rourke in the TV show? I know you do, but you don't realize it. Is it Dwayne Johnson? No, he would have been a baby. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson as
0: a baby was in this movie?
1: No. Uh, The original Mr. Rourke, the guy who runs the island, was Ricardo Montalban. That's a great name. I love that name. You know him, Kev. How? He once played a character who had a lot of wrath. Oh, was he Khan? He was Khan. Oh my goodness, he's Khan. Star Trek's, uh, yes, the Spanish actor Ricardo Montalban played a man named Khan Noonien-Sung. It's sing? the same thing. Sing. It's sing. Yeah. Oh, was, so was... many
0: Star Trek fans are going to storm our podcast now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to it, huh? All right. As with all great horror movies, we have a cold open. Before the title card. It's a scene that sets up the movie before the title card. You know what a cold open is. You researched film. Who are you? Your best friend. So we see a, a blonde woman running out of a jungle in the middle of the night. She looks distressed. She's trying to hide. She finds this large resort building and she runs in there. A phone starts ringing. She answers it and begs for help but the person on the other line basically just ignores her and tells her, like, whatever, and then these armed men in masks break in and take her away.
0: Oh, well, too bad.
1: Title card. We then see five guests arrive on this island resort by seaplane.
0: Seaplane? The seaplane? The seaplane? The
1: no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. Well, someone does say the plane, but it's not, like, in a gimmicky Accent. way. yeah (laughs) uh we see businesswoman gwen former police officer patrick sullivan which is he must be from boston (laughs) what
0: are you what are you saying
1: (laughs) jet brothers and party dudes jd and brax weaver wow and the standoffish young woman melanie cole they all apparently won some contests to come to this island and see their greatest fantasies brought to life
0: for three hundred thirty thousand dollars each.
1: No, they, no, they won a contest this time, so anyone can do it. Wow! Exciting.
0: This is this isn't rich people getting screwed over; it's just anybody.
1: Yeah, uh, they are greeted by a woman named Julia, assistant to the owner and operator of the resort, one Mister Rourke. They're told that some of their fantasies will begin right away while the others have to wait. So there's a little bit where a couple of the people are just sitting there having drinks at the bar while others are immediately brought to their fantasy because I guess f- fuck you guys. You have to wait in line. <laughs> it's a literal magical island, but you have to wait in line. I because don't know. The magic needs to recharge, okay? At this time as well, Mr. Rourke comes out and he explains the rules. Of the island, which are that uh fantasies must be seen through to the end. You can't you can't get off the ride, as it were. And only one fantasy per guest. Which I don't know, like were people expecting, like, I'm bored, I want to go to my next fantasy. I don't my know. My
0: fantasy is to have unlimited fantasies. It's I got a,
1: them. It's not a genie, Kev. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the two brothers who if I have to give any points to this movie, it's that the characterizations are really funny and subversive. Like they got off the plane and they're like high fiving and chest bumping and like, oh, yeah, we're going to party, bro. And immediately I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate these guys.
0: Right. I was already before you even like just their names. I was like, oh, OK, they're the first to die.
1: <laughs> but they're actually the best characters in the movie. Really? Well, so they call each other bro because they actually are step brothers. Like one of right. them, one of them's a white guy, one of them's Asian, and like they're an adopt, like he was adopted into the family, and they're very close, and they take care of each other. And it turns out, like they go, their wish is to have like the greatest weekend party ever. So they're brought to this area. It's like there's a pool, there's there's uh you know beer and and bongs everywhere. Uh, and people partying, and they're all, like, supermodels. But here's the funny, progressive 2020 thing. JD is a straight white guy. His brother, Brax, is is gay. And part of their backstory is, like, their parents disowned him when he came out, but his brother loves him and takes care of him, and they live together. And so when they get to the party, there's a bunch of, like, you know, mostly naked women and a bunch of mostly naked men.
0: Hey, everybody gets... I mean, I don't know about the message we're getting here because it's like, yeah, inclusivity. Everybody's kind of an ob- a jackass that can objectify people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it goes even deeper because when they're like, at first, they, oh, they're partying, they're drinking, they're having fun, but then they're like, they sit down and talk about like their problems and like why they're here. Well, no, don't get deep. I don't want to attach to these people. These are the fodder. This I'm getting you attached to uh, like j d. is the reason he decided to come here is that he's getting over a breakup with a girl that he's clearly still in love with. And he feels it was his fault that the relationship failed. And his brother Brax blames himself because he's like, "Well, well, I live with you and I take up all your time, and your girlfriend must not have liked that and dah da, da da. And he's like, no, man, it's not your fault. And like, they have this beautiful relationship. And I'm just like, this came out of nowhere, and I love it.
0: <laughs> I don't because I don't want to be emotionally connected to these people because they just, die they all die pete everybody dies in these movies
1: i'm sorry kev you're emotionally connected now it's (laughs) happening so they're they're partying for a while and it moves on so we see that guy patrick he's out here to live out some soldier fantasy he explains that um he was never allowed to list enlist in the army when he became 18 so instead he became a cop so he's sent into the jungle and he's in fatigues he's got a uh, a gun and whatever this is his fantasy i know right (laughs) <laughs> and he quickly runs into this military unit, and he's like, wow, these actors are really good. They look authentic, and they're, they're, they're not breaking character. This is great. And they basically kidnap him when he can't convince them that he's an actual soldier. And they they tie him up, and they're like, we're going to take you to our, our squad leader, and you can explain to them what you're doing out there. And they're completely straight-faced. They're like, we're on a mission in Venezuela or something, and you, whoever you are, you're going to get in the way.
0: I have bad news for you guys. This you took a wrong turn somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when they take him to their squad leader, it's his dead father. And he reveals that his father died while on mission when he was a little boy. And so uh... this is when he first is like, something's up with this island because this guy can't possibly look this much like my dad.
0: I, uh... My brain didn't catch up very well there when you said that, because I thought literally there was a dead guy as the person in charge. No, no. Oh, like, uh, yeah, so his zombie father's here
1: now. It's one of yeah. those movies. Yeah, Kevin, he's asking where his cake is. <laughs> um, But no, so like, he re- he's, he's like, am I in some sort of time travel situation? What the hell's going on here? Con! No, no. It wasn't time travel. Locke didn't just die. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, we're left on that cliffhanger of, oh, my God, what's going on? So we cut to that, that woman, Gwen. She's here to make up, as she puts it, for the biggest regret of her life, which was five years ago. Her boyfriend proposed to her. She freaked out because she was in a, like a weird place in her life. And she said no and, you know, ended the relationship. And so now she's like. I want a second chance to say yes and see how my life would have turned out. And she also thinks like, oh, they're going to have actors or something. This is just going to be some weird therapy thing. But
0: feels no. like a, if I thought that was literally just like, yeah, they're going to have some weird actors. I'm going to do it anyways. This seems real weird. Like, I feel like <laughs> these people should have been bought into the whole magic thing before they went ahead and did the whole uh, the whole fantasy thing and asked for what they asked for.
1: Yeah, like, the only thing they don't set up in this movie is what these people think is going to happen. Yeah. Like, you just get a few snippets as it's going on, but it's like, what did they think was going to happen on this island? Uh, but all of them seem really skeptical, so. Yep. But she, she's brought into a restaurant, like, Mr. Rourke opens the doors for her, and she's she's back in that five years ago in the same restaurant. Her boyfriend's waiting for her, and she thinks they, like, brought him here today in the present. And oh. she's like, you don't have to, you know, I didn't know that they would pull you into this. I'm sorry. And he's, he's like, what are you talking about? Let's go have dinner. And I so don't worry about it. And so she relives the moment and he proposes to her and she, she says yes this time.
0: Yay. Yeah, It's not going to go bad at all.
1: No, Happily not at all. ever
0: after. All right, so guys. The, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're, uh, we're. Free
1: Kev, you to... we have to play this out. Remember that was the rule. Fantasies have to be played out to the end.:
0: Oh, my fantasy is I don't want to listen to people die horribly.:
1: Well, you're going to listen to people die horribly.
0: Spoilers, jeez.: <laughs> so
1: You already assumed that was going to happen. <laughs> so then we cut to the last guest, uh, that girl, Melanie, and she's here to act out a revenge fantasy on the girl who bullied her all throughout high school.: Wow, a woman named Sloan. Melanie's
0: kind of a dick
1: yes yeah, uh, that'll cool. yeah you'll get that as the movie goes on
0: sloan probably was bullying melanie because sloan was embarrassed about her weird ass name
1: that's not a weird name sloan it's a name it is it it, it was the name of ferris bueller's girlfriend in a movie Th- this is just <laughs>
0: a movie name i've never heard this name outside of movies Pete. it's
1: it's real i'm just trust me okay <laughs> So Melanie descends this elevator into this strange control room with like a two-way mirror setup. Is it two-way mirror or one-way mirror? I never know what to say.
0: I think it's two-way mirror, but that doesn't make sense when you think about is Isn't it a two-way mirror? Just, there's a mirror. I know, right? <laughs> I understand what you're talking about. And if the listeners don't understand, I don't care.
1: Ooh. So she sees on the other side of this glass, there's this woman strapped to a metal chair. Okay. And when the woman looks up Melanie's like, "Holy shit, that that actress looks really a lot like the girl who bullied me in high school cuz she's also on this track of this isn't real.
0: Nobody's catching on I, I don't think actresses would do this stuff."
1: And guess who's tied in the chair? Sloan. It's the girl from the opening of the movie.
0: Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
1: Shut up. His girlfriend. <laughs> no, oh, it's really? the girl the from the
0: cold. got kidnapped? Yeah. But wasn't she, was she on the
1: island? Well, she was on the island, but we don't know why. Oh, okay. So, Melanie thinks this is either some actress or an elaborate hologram, and she decides that as part of the fun of this revenge fantasy, she sets up her phone to record everything she does to this kidnapped woman.
0: That's because she's a terrible, terrible person.
1: Yes. So, she begins pressing random buttons on this control panel, like one of which a little arm comes up and shocks the tied up girl with electricity. Can I just
0: pause for a second? And I just want to let you know, um, because I wanted to sound super smart, I Googled two-way mirror. Uh, In the definition, it says two-way mirror, also known as a one-way mirror, is a reflective on one side and transparent on the other. So the world's just like, you know what? Call it whatever you want. This is a Dubjankle, all right? So she's looking through a Dubjankle, and she can see her, but the girl can't see her because she can see herself on that side, because that's what
1: a Dubjankle is. I like it. We're going to go with that name from now on in life. Dubjankle. So meanwhile, she's torturing this girl. She's hitting (laughs) buttons. Bad things are happening. Like, one of the buttons spills toilet water on her because that was something the bully did to her when they were in high school. Gross. Gross uh so all these other things then she hits a button and a it shows a video on a screen that both of them can see of Sloane cheating on her husband and then the video is uploaded to the husband's Facebook page
0: no i mean she Sloane's apparently a terrible person too
1: and then the screen shows them um a video feed of a camera hidden in their house and Sloan's husband seeing the video and trying to call her to get answers about what's going on. Wow. This fantasy Island is elaborate and apparently in cahoots with the CIA.
0: <laughs> They're also just a dick.
1: So things change when a video is then shown of Sloan being kidnapped and brought to the Island. And Melanie starts. Is, how's that torture? Well, no. And then Melanie starts to realize, Oh, this might be real. This is this is Sloane, and then a this huge muscly dude in doctor scrubs this enters the room. Guy. Huge you got a guy huge
0: guy in this movie.
1: Yeah, he enters the room and he's there apparently to kill Sloan and like finish this fantasy.
0: Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah, was, bully is not the same. Yeah, I don't and... know what these fantasy island guys had for bullies in high school, but like. They, they didn't regularly murder people.
1: <laughs> so Melanie's like banging on the glass and she, she wants it to stop because it's going too far. And the doctor guy walks up to the glass and he takes off his mask. And you see that his mouth is sewn shut. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. But he just then just sort of glares at her and then goes back to... he. I think he picks up a knife and he's about to like slit her throat. So in a clever move, Melanie hits the buttons again to to make that little cattle prod arm pop up and it hits the doctor guy and then she dumps the water on them again and electrocutes them and knocks them out uh, i'm not sure the yeah. physics work on that but it's <laughs> clever so i'll take it that's super macgyver
0: shit going on right now
1: so then she she manages to break the glass
0: what untis- kind of glass? huh what kind of glass
1: the the jargangle Glass. Or whatever you named it. Uh, and she unties Sloane and they escape together into the jungle. And Sloane's like, hey, you're an asshole. Uh, she doesn't recognize her at first. Mm. She, she recognizes her as someone from high school, but not... Like, she keeps calling her uh, by a completely different name. Billy? No. Uh, Alright.
0: So, uh, Billy's too normal of a name for these movies. Oh my This God, must get... be Dorcheese.
1: Get over it. <laughs> Never. So they're in the jungle, and later on, they're tracked down and attacked once again by this doctor, but they're saved by this mysterious man named Damon. You got nothing to say? Is that a normal enough name? No,
0: it's not. It's just literally, like, this close to the word demon. Uh, but that's okay.
1: So this this guy, Damon, explains that he's a private investigator that was hired to find out what's going on on this island, But when he got here, he became trapped because Rourke tricked him with a fantasy of his deceased daughter and then which the fantasy turned bad on him and tried to kill him. And now he really did it. But he escaped and now he's just been like hiding on the island for weeks. I.
0: I don't know why people aren't like a little bit more like guys, this guy controls the whole island with magic. (laughs) I'm a private investigator, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing where this one guy has complete control. That'll work. It's a mystery. You're a mystery.
1: All right. So they survived. Nobody's died horribly yet. So that's nice. Not yet. He brings the girls to the series of maze-like caves. Are they
0: cave-like mazes,
1: Pete? Nope. Nope. They're exactly what I said. And at the heart of them is this cavern, which is the like the heart of the island, as he calls it. Which I would make a lost joke, but you didn't watch that show.
0: Polar bears. There Weird you go. Things about uh, not really like limbo. Uh, uh, um, you all, everybody, see? <laughs> I got things. I'm knowledgeable.
1: Thanks. <laughs> in this cavern, there's this glowing stone that sits in a natural spring. And it turns the water black. That's fun.
0: Mm -hmm. It's straight from hell.
1: Yeah. Damon explains that the water is what causes fantasies to become real. And Rourke spikes all the drinks with it so that when guests show up and they have a drink at the bar, they're actually being magically poisoned or whatever. (laughs) Sure.
0: I, I I love modern movies attempts to just explain magic now. <laughs> They're like uh, the water's magic, but there's still like science involved. It's really just a hallucinogenic, you know. It's, it's...
1: yeah. The island being magic isn't enough. You have to no. drink it. Like no,
0: that's that's the thing that in the seventies they were probably like, it's a fucking magic island. Just deal with it. All right.
1: Oh, that's exactly what they did.
0: Good. Yeah. Can we go back to that? I'm sick of this like pseudo sciencey trying to explain
1: stuff that all the movies are doing now. Uh, Damon explains that he like he collects some in a canteen and his plan is we're going to get off this island and we're going to tell the world about what's going on here because it's bad news. That's it. We're just going to tell the world. I mean, that's a good first step because
0: nobody who's rich can control the way information is disseminated today. So it's going to work.
1: Fair. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to cut scene now to uh, see what the other people are up to. They're all dead. No, they're not. Not yet. Listen,
0: I'm just preparing myself, okay?
1: Gwen wakes up the next morning, and she discovers herself in a new version of present day where she's happily married to that guy, and they have a five-year-old daughter. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, She had earlier explained that she always wanted to be a mother, but after she spends some time, like, hanging out with her new family, she realizes this isn't right because it's just like a fantasy it's not what really happened so she starts having regrets
0: also I have a really weird relationship with my daughter because I haven't watched her grow and loved her from the womb uh, I just have this five year old brat right now and if anybody that... who has five year olds know they're real annoying
1: <laughs> that is also a factor yes <laughs> she goes to Mr. Rourke she asks for a new fantasy he says no uh, and he explains that even he has to follow the rules he, he has a fantasy to see his late wife, but in order to get it, he has to deliver the fantasies of others and do what the island wants him to do. That for makes no sense. Reasons. Why? Yeah. Why
0: are there rules to him? But everybody else is like, yeah, you get it you want, but it'll turn bad. Uh, you though, you have to do some time. All right.
1: I guess the island just needed a caretaker and he was the unfortunate one to show up when it needed one. I don't know. So,
0: You have to live out this fantasy until it's done. Does she have to live it out like until they all die of old age or something like
1: It, it is kind of, yeah, explained that to keep the fantasy going, she has to stay on the island.
0: But for how long? When's the end of
1: this? I don't know, man. So Gwen finally convinces him that to relent on the one fantasy thing because she explains it's a loophole. She specifically said she was there to fix her greatest regret, but she reveals it wasn't actually the not taking the marriage proposal was her greatest regret in her life.
0: Surprise! Yeah. It was this haircut I got in 2015. It was real no. bad.
1: Um, in reality, and it was, it's tied into, like, she said she was in a dark place at the time he proposed to her. What had happened was, shortly before then, there was this horrible fire in her apartment building, and she failed to save one of her neighbors, and that has haunted her ever since. Oh. So she wants to go back and and fix that mistake.
0: I, I want that to, like, go bad, and she's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. My actual regret, and Rorch just be like, man, you had a really shitty life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she's brought back to that night, and she realizes that almost all of the other guests on the island right now were there as well in a weird strange coincidence
0: oh like actually in real life they were all in this apartment building at the time
1: yeah like she she gets teleported back to the night she goes running up the stairs to her neighbor's apartment and jd and brax come running down the stairs because they also lived in the building
0: they're just like dude bro bro dude bro dude
1: (laughs) fire dude bro she can't get into her neighbor's apartment because the door's, like, stuck or something. So she runs outside to get help from the police, and the cop out there is Patrick. Oh! And he's like, uh, uh, we should wait for the fire department. And totally just, like, shits the bed on saving another human being.
0: Well, he seems like he should have been a soldier, I guess? No, that doesn't surprise <laughs> right.
1: So, the fantasy goes bad, and she fails to save her neighbor again... Whoops. Uh, and then Julia, the assistant, pulls her out of the fantasy at the last second. Hold on a she, second. Before she dies.
0: I I thought the fantasy was supposed to be like, we will g- let you relive your fantasy, and the fantasy is, I want to save this person. Shouldn't the island be like, okay, you get to save the person? That's the whole point of the fantasy. It's not like, well, you could fucking try, but...
1: <laughs> no, but remember, they all go bad, so... And That was just the most straightforward one. It's, no, you can try. Ah, you lose again. See, I kind of thought they're all
0: like, you get the fantasy, but then it turns out bad. Like, I thought, you get married to this dude, but he turns out to be a shitty husband or something like that. Or you save the woman, and the woman is Hitler or something, you know?
1: Kevin, you're putting more thought into this than the writers, okay? I was
0: hoping. I just have hope, Pete. I have so much hope built up inside of me.
1: <laughs> so, we... We go back to check on the other guests uh, and it's their fantasies are also starting to turn. J.D. and Brax's party gets crashed by a bunch of cartel soldiers who are looking for money that's apparently hidden in this house that they're in. Okay. Alright, fine. (laughs) Another fun tie-in, the soldiers who crash the party are the same armed and masked men who kidnapped Sloane in the beginning of the movie.
0: Oh, man. There's so many.
1: And then we see Patrick Upon proving to his father that he is his son from the future. Like, yeah,
0: son from the future. I wanted, to, wanted that conversation.
1: Yeah, they 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 back to the future, all that stuff. And his father's like, well, then you tell me I die on this mission. I don't want to die. So he just goes to leave. Bye. And he's like, you can't abandon your men. Like, they all live because you sacrifice yourself for them. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to fucking die. Do you not understand? But then he's finally able to, like, convince his dad to go through with the mission. And he's like, you know, it won't go that way this time because I'm here to back you up.
0: Yeah, because he's done such a great job.
1: (laughs) So Patrick and his father, they grab the squad and they're on a mission to save hostages, which turn out to be J.D. and Brax and the party guests.
0: Wow, this is all coming. This movie really tried hard to be like, guys, it's all connected.
1: Yeah, the the it all comes full circle, and nobody's died yet. Well, hold on. Oh, damn it! They get to the they get to the 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 party house. They fight through and kill all the thugs. Yeah, and they get everybody. Like the JD and crew are like hiding on the second floor. They get them all together, and the thugs then come back to life as zombies. But zombies are also <laughs> still able to wield guns. Wow! All right, super unfair advantage. So they mow through all the soldiers, and they kill Patrick's father. Wow! And then, and then, as like the rest of them are trying to escape at the last second, JD gets shot and killed.
0: No, not JD. Which one was JD?
1: He was the the brother who was getting over a girlfriend. All right, all right, and yeah, yeah. So he's he's dead. I'm sorry, and his brother had to watch him die, just to uh, twist the knife in your back, Kev. Oh well, he was the straight white dude, so it's okay. <laughs> But uh, everyone else escapes. This
0: movie is a lot less horrific, horrific than I thought it would be at this point.
1: It's, it's kind of action-y in the middle part, yeah. Okay. Elsewhere, back in the jungle, the evil doctor attacks uh, Damon and Melanie and Sloane again. And almost kills them, but Damon sacrifices himself when he tackles the evil doctor off a fucking cliff
0: wow this yeah Yeah. this movie went full action somewhere in this they're like guys we just watched the fast and the furious franchise let's do that
1: so the doctor is hopefully dead damon is definitely dead yep and the girls are gonna like complete their mission by themselves i love how you're like the doctor well we hope he's dead but there's no telling with this island well, we from what we just saw, he's going to come back with a rocket launcher, you know, because the <laughs> island just doubles down on screwing you out of victory. So the girls make it to the resort. Sloane finds a phone and is able to call her husband. And like she apo- like this is another part where the writing gets actually kind of deep where she apologizes. She says she obviously can't make up for the mistakes she made, but she acknowledges them and she takes full responsibility for them. And she asked him to call a number that was, like, a phone number that was given to them by Damon for a man with an airplane who was waiting for the phone call and can come to the island and save whoever's there.
0: Okay. Um,
1: That's nice. I'm sure. (laughs) Was the husband like, nah. Well, he's obviously mad, but, like, he, he, like, he, they make him understand that they're actually in trouble. And he's like, all right, I'll call this number for you. And, you know. When we see each other again, we'll talk about this, and da 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 and so yeah, there we're left on a point of we we we've made the phone call. there's hopefully a plane coming to save us. We just need to get everyone and get to the docks, and we will be free and clear of this crazy murder island,
0: yay, crazy murder island. My money's on the crazy murder island, by the way
1: i I don't want to bet against you. <laughs> All right, Kev, we're going to take a quick break on that cliffhanger. Um, Uh, Were they hanging off
0: cliffs? I thought they fell off a cliff.
1: Yeah, well, some people fell off a cliff, so we're not going near the cliffs anymore. They're dangerous. There should be signs. Yeah, so are dead people.
0: Like, everything's dangerous. (laughs) Zombies wielding guns. What is this?
1: So just a quick uh, follow-up on the schedule. Uh, Today, obviously, is Fantasy Island. Next week, we're going to shift gears in a completely different direction, and we're going to be talking about Flatbacks. no. But I liked your little shift gears connection ah, there. Yeah, that was Yeah. Ah, yeah. Shut up and never speak again. Aw. It's gonna
0: be a real weird podcast.
1: <laughs> Next week we're going to be talking about Saw. The infamous two dudes chained up in a bathroom and they gotta cut their legs off to escape.
0: I've never heard that movie described that way, and it sounds a lot like more freaky homo homo homoerotic than it actually is pete
1: well it's not i don't (laughs) know maybe that says more about you i don't know
0: (laughs) all right so saw's exciting uh because that was a series that i heard a lot about when i was younger because people would not shut up about it for like 13 years
1: well i mean that's they're still making sequels today kev so that's why
0: they should stop
1: And I mean, I probably don't have to tell you, but you're gonna hate it. They are bleak, murdery, depressing horror movies. Yay! I'm so
0: excited.
1: Saw one is actually one of my favorite horror movies of all time, so I'm I'm gonna have a blast.
0: I'm surprised we haven't talked about it till now.
1: Oh, we needed to, you know, break up the summer fun with (laughs) depressing industrial, dirty horror. Yeah, but like. Um
0: the dread private roberts is there so it's okay.
1: That is the true fact. Thank you for sharing you know something about saw. <laughs> um
0: so if you have any thoughts about Saw or any of the movies, you can get in contact with us by following us at Fearless Film Pod on Twitter. Uh, we also have an Instagram, which is just Fearless Films Podcast. You can find us there. Uh, all of our links, everything's on there. Uh, the way to contact us on Twitter, and instagram and even our email account is all on our facebook page which is just fearless films podcast you can look that up on facebook to find us uh if you do want to shoot us an email we're just uh fearless films podcast at gmail.com so you're noticing a theme here hopefully there's fearless there's films and there's the word podcast in there somewhere and you'll be able to find us so you can also look us up by fearless films podcast if you go to any one of the uh famous well-known podcast streamers out there you know uh Google whatever. Shut up.
1: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah, all, Stitcher, those, all those places.
0: Just search for search for our stuff there and you'll be able to find us and uh, we'll keep on churning out these movies starting with Saw next week and then going on through our Summer Fun Festival.
1: I mean, other than Saw, it is fun. <laughs> I
0: think this is fun, Pete. I don't know why you think this is fun.
1: Because I like horror and it's it's fun. Fun for you. <laughs> it's also fun for me listening to you suffer. <laughs> all right. Should we get back to it, Kev? Let's jump back in. Do you want to take Z no? Plane? No jumping, Kev. There's cliffs right there, and they're dangerous. We're plan them. Plane, plane. There's also none of that. All right. All right. We are back. We've got a plan of escape, and all the characters are reunited ready to go home
0: they're all gonna die
1: very possibly i've
0: given up hope
1: because especially seeing as how as soon as they're all reunited they are confronted by mr Rourke.
0: every time you say that every time i think you're gonna say mr rogers (laughs) which would put a weird twist on this movie
1: i would i would be really freaked out by that movie But no, he confronts them and he, he reveals the first dun, dun da moment of the movie. I really hope that's in the movie. It's not. Oh. But there, he tells them that they're all actually here to fulfill someone else's fantasy and that fantasy is to see all of them die. Wow!
0: They're all jerk. Even Sloane?
1: She did nothing! <laughs> <laughs> actually, she's just an innocent bystander.
0: <laughs> she was a jerk when she was younger, but like... Also, kind of a jerk when she's older. Like, this woman bullied somebody all throughout middle school and high school and is now cheating on her husband. Like, I, don't, you know what? I've changed my thoughts on Sloan. Sloan can die.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I got to turn you around on that one because that was another part of the writing in the movie that that subverts expectation. She owns up to all that. She owns up to the bullying. And she says, like, she did it because she had a messed up life. And she apologizes for everything. And she's actually the most competent and responsible character in the movie like the whole area where they're running through the jungle they keep staying alive because of Sloan so that's another part where the movie twists tropes and is like no no this is actually a pretty decent person who just owns up to their mistakes and apologizes for them don't cheat on your husband so the the, the group pieces together that their theory is that the fantasy that's being fulfilled is Mr. Rourke's Because they were all there that night, that person died, and they reveal that Melanie, who she wasn't there, but she was supposed to be going on a date with that guy, whose name was Nick, and they're like, Nick must be the son of Mr. Rourke, and he wants revenge on us for not saving his son.
0: Oh, that's the one in the fire that she tried to rescue, right?
1: Yeah. Oh. So they're like, all right, we just need to get off the island, and we'll reveal to the world what's going on and i don't know they'll come here and arrest him i don't
0: (laughs) i want to see the cops try to come and arrest him on this island
1: so the group runs down to the dock because they hear the airplane coming they're all excited it's it's coming in for a landing and can I, can
0: I just pause for a second you said that mr Rook showed up and revealed that they're all here because somebody's fantasy and then they what just pushed him out of the way and we're like we got to talk about this hold on
1: and basically just yeah they walked just, away i just ran away and discussed this and then ran to the dock and it's all right, yeah fine so, Kev, this airplane's coming in for a landing. You think this is going to be successful? No, of course
0: not. Everything's going to
1: die. The airplane's going to explode or
0: turn into a dragon wielding a machete. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, you know what? Your first guess was correct. Um, remember those zombies I told you could use guns?
0: Do they have rocket launchers?
1: Yeah, they have a rocket launcher. Come on. And they shoot the plane right out of the sky.
0: Well... There's that. I mean, I. It, this is a weird pseudo blend between like the magic of the island and we just have fucking guns.
1: Yeah, like the magic can't prevent stuff planes from showing up if it doesn't want to, but it'll just shoot them down. <laughs> the magic could sure as hell make guns. <laughs> they they fall back on Plan B, which is run back to the caves to that heart of the island stone, and we're gonna blow it up with this grenade we stole from one of the soldiers. <laughs> All right. Why did they just take the stone out of whatever? Wasn't it just like sitting in a pool of black water or it's something? Like a, it's like a big boulder. They can't move. Oh,
0: it's a big stone.
1: But it's funny because they think a grenade's going to destroy it. That's which, fine. It's not how the grenades work, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so they go back to the caves, and then the movie kind of apes the ending of it, chapter two, where they get into these caves and they all get split up because magic. Because magic. And they're all confronted by their personal demons again and they have to fight through them and they do and they all get to the heart of the cave again. And yay! Um, (laughs) it's not like part of this movie. It's just a montage of them dealing with shit, but then they get through it and it works. So one
0: of them's having to do taxes.
1: God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) They get to the heart and they're about to enact their plan when suddenly second dun 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 -dun 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 moment of the movie. Da da da. Melanie stabs Patrick with a knife before he can throw the grenade at the stone. No, not Patrick. And then she uh, tells everyone it was all her all along.
0: I'm sorry. Who's Patrick?
1: The cop.
0: Oh, wow. He was kind of shitty. I mean, I guess they're all kind of shitty. Also, Melanie. uh... Oh, Melanie's
1: the it was her fantasy the whole time. Yep. Okay. She explains that um, after the, the bullying in high school, she was a lonely young woman until she met this guy named Nick. Oh, and damn it. She poured all of her self-worth into this man instead of, you know, getting therapy and, no, just... and, and dealing with her actual trauma. <laughs> that's not how that works. She went on one date with him. Oh, that's nice. And then the night they were supposed to go on their second date was the night he died in the fire
0: why is it all their
1: fault i mean it
0: is kind of nick's fault because he's a jerk from it was like no i'm a police officer but i don't want to help people yeah patrick uh
1: so yeah she blames all of them for not having saved him and, and ruining her happiness and she she somehow worked all this together or maybe it was the magic of the island and they're all here so she can watch them all die including sloan
0: In- including sloan <laughs>
1: Uh, Sloane is sort of a half bystander, half like bonus for Melanie, I guess. Sloane's just like, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. The characters even like make fun of this in a meta sense. Like one of the characters, like she only went on one date with him. Why is she so obsessed?
0: <laughs> Dude, it's one date. How much did you bully her? Sloane, did you
1: break her? Apparently. So Rourke and Julia arrive. And Rourke's like, I'm sorry, but the fantasy has to play out to the end. That's the rules. And he goes to leave with Julia, who is, I mean, it's revealed, but in a very Scooby-Doo, like who else could it have been moment that she's his dead wife. What? Yeah, she's the wife he was talking about. So what happens is is explained in in dialogue is that she was di- she died of a terminal illness. And when he came to the island, he the way he worded his fantasy is I want my wife back just the way she was when I first met her. So for the past it's explained or it's hinted at, he's been here for like hundreds of years. She's just been, she, she gets reborn on the Island, lives out some of her life with him and then dies of cancer and then gets reborn again the next day over and over and over again. That's real shitty. Yeah. And she doesn't remember it every time.
0: Nope. And that's, and so, okay, this is like so, dark fifty-first dates.
1: Yeah. So when he goes to leave all these people to their fate and like, sh- he tells her what's going on. Uh, Cause she's like coughing up blood and she's like, Oh my God. Like it's me. Like I remember everything now. And she tells him like, he needs to be a better person and break this cycle and let her go. So, you know, she's like, just, just let me die. Like I died. You have to move on. And then he has his moment and he turns around to go help the people. And then it cuts back to them. And he's like, nah, son. <laughs> and so back in the, in the, in the room, like the heart of the island room, Sloan realizes she is a bystander of this island. She was never granted a fantasy. So she's owed one.
0: Oh, I guess that's how that works. Let's make up rules. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Well, no, it is sort of. So Mr. Rourke comes back in the room. She drinks some of the black water and she tells him, I-, I want my fantasy. My fantasy is I want to watch Melanie die. So they all get to die together. So Rourke's like, all right, your wish is my command, I guess. And one <laughs> of those zombie soldiers pops out of the spring and grabs Melanie and pulls her underwater to drown her yay or boo i
0: don't know my emotions are all messed up at this point
1: (laughs) however her last act before being pulled under is she pulls the pin on that grenade and drops it on the floor in in between everybody
0: uh run i guess
1: another big oh i didn't see this coming patrick dives on the grenade and heroically sacrifices himself to save them just like his father did back in the war i mean he was already stabbed so like what's he giving up you know (laughs) And then there's this big explosion and the screen fades to white.
0: It can't be that big of an explosion. It just gets muffled by body.
1: Yeah, right? So we cut to Gwen, Sloan, and Brax wake up back at the resort. Brax? I still can't. Brax? Just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and standing before them is Rourke, who's now, like, purified, I guess. <laughs> okay. And he tells them they are free to go. So they they go out to the dock, and there's a plane waiting for them to take them home. and everyone's happy. And Rourke stops Brax because he looks sad, and he's like, "What's up, buddy?" And what do you Brax, mean, what's up, buddy?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of my closest family members, my brother and the who I like spent all my time with and lived with got murdered in front of me. I don't know. why I, I,
1: you're right. I should just get over it. Well, no, no, that's exactly what happens. He explains that, um technically, the two of them there were just there to fulfill jd's fantasy so brax is also pulling the loophole card is like i'm out of fantasy
0: hold hold on what was jd's fantasy again just party. greatest party weekend ever okay okay
1: yeah so brax is like i want my fantasy to be jd is brought back to life and he gets to go home and live a very happy life and Rourke's like i can do that for you but that means you have to stay on the island for for the rest of your life because if you leave the fantasy ends and he disappears so brax agrees he's like i'll do it and my uh, you know i love my brother and he deserves a happy ending so when the rest of them get on the plane they find jd waiting for them and they're like what oh no and he's like uh, he's like i'm back guys but i don't think brax is coming with us and he like dramatically he waves goodbye to his brother out the window and it's sad and it makes you cry and they're awesome and <laughs> um so then rourke is sitting there with brax as the rest of them leave and he's like well, if you're going to stay here, um, I need a new assistant. So I guess that's going to be you. And he's like, do you want to go by Brax? Do you have a nickname or anything? Because like earlier he explains he wants to go by Brax and not the nickname his brother was calling him, which was like T or something. Um, And he's like, what's the story with that? And Brax goes, oh, when we were in college, I got really drunk and I lost a dare and I had to get a stupid tattoo on me. And everyone, you know, gave me a nickname to make fun of me about it. And he's like, what was it? And Brax opens his shirt and just literally the word tattoo is tattooed on him. Oh, and that's that's uh OK. You know where this is going. That is the name of the of the little person assistant from the original show. His name was Tattoo. Rourke just laughs and slaps him on the shoulder. and He's like, all right, Tattoo, time to get to work. Oh, this is like this is like the, the creation
0: story of Fantasy Island, I guess. This is the yep. prequel to yes, the TV show.
1: And that's where the movie just ends
0: oh man i have a lot of thoughts about this
1: movie (laughs) (laughs) and you said it did well it did it did really well yeah i mean it was it was panned absolutely by critics well yeah but But meant to do for horror movies yeah that's kind of normal but it made a lot of money for its budget so that's enough for the people who made it be like nope we're doing another one all right so, what did you think of the movie? Did you also pan it? Um, I did had you pot it? I had a fun time with the movie. Like, it's really fun. And I definitely appreciate it anytime it subverted tropes. But it's kind of like, as a movie, as a horror movie, it's kind of middle of the road for me. Like, it's just sort of like, yeah, it's very, a lot of the plot twists are very obvious. Um, dun, dun, it, dun. <laughs> and it does that remake thing that annoys the shit out of me, which is like, what was popular about the original version of this thing? And in this case, it was like, it could have very easily been an anthology style movie where it's like, you just watch a bunch of people on an island and they all have their own separate stories, which are little horror tales. And then they just didn't do that. And I'm like, but that's what people liked about the original thing. (laughs) They're like, "No, no, no, we need one broad narrative and they're all connected. And then there's a big twist at the end. That's what people like nowadays it is what people like nowadays. And also, like you said, it's a remake, but it just acts like a prequel. Like this is how it all started. And it's like, Oh, I see what you did there. That was very funny.
0: Hey. <laughs> well, now they can't make a sequel. Cause they're like, well, they, uh, did they just make a sequel? And they're just like, here's the TV show.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what makes it weird because the movie was different than the show. And it was its own little thing. But if they make a sequel to it, There's no, like, where's the room for a big plot twist, like, in this one? Like, it's just gonna be the show. You know? Like, the show
0: did well for its own thing, without plot twists, wasn't it?
1: No, but I'm talking about, like, the plot twist of this movie, where, like, the movie's exciting, because you're like, holy shit, it was this girl's whole fantasy the whole time, you know?
0: See, that's the thing that really gets me, and maybe watching the movie, I'd be like, okay, but, like, this, why was this girl just pretending the entire time to be, like, decent? and good, and all that other stuff, like, why did she save Sloane? I know, like, right? that's like... <laughs> not in character for somebody who's like, I want all my friends to die, or Apparently... all these people to die, and I'm a crazy bitch who's way too obsessed with this one dude who died a long time ago, and yet this girl that
1: used to bully her is getting tortured, she's like,
0: I've gotta save her!
1: Yeah, no, I agree, well, it's very contrived, because I, like, by the end of it, she's like, I wanted to watch you all die together, and it's like, But it would have been a lot better if you just killed them off one by one. Like, your plan would have actually worked. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm also noticing something interesting about uh, that. Maybe this is the last
1: couple of horror movies that
0: uh, and it might be just the style and um, or maybe horror movies themselves are changing. But. Like, I expected people to die. I expected a lot of people to die and, like, one or two people to survive by the end, because that's how a lot of horror movies... I mean, we were just talking about Final Destination, which is, what, like, 10 years old, something like that, 15 years old? Oh, yeah. And everybody died except for, like, two people who yeah. figured it out and were able to solve it. And, like, I feel like that happens in the a lot of the slasher movies we talked about, uh, Alien... Uh, that oh, whole yeah. thing—it's like everybody dies, but the last survivors figure it out. But in this one, it's like one or two people die to show you they're serious, but then everybody else is there and figures it out together.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a growing trend. And to also to probably help you with that idea, this movie was PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that Although, things. when I watch it, I watch it. I rented it on Amazon, and I rented the un. un- I rented the unrated version. Which, I didn't realize the movie, theatrically, was PG-13, so when when the unrated version ended, I was like, what was so special about that? That was your basic R-rated movie, like, that was a light R, and then I realized, (laughs) oh, because it was released for mass audiences, not for R-rated audiences.
0: So this sounds like a movie that they really tried hard to be like, guys, we're just gonna make money off of this.
1: Yeah, like, it was it's more it's going to follow
0: the tropes that we want, it's going to subvert expectations the way people like it nowadays. Uh, we got we've got characters in there that are diverse and you know, hitting a lot of different uh socioeconomic and sexual backgrounds. Uh, and then we've also going to make it PG-13. Like it sounded like it was a cookie cutter movie that they tried to hit all of the things that today's audiences like.
1: Yeah, they wanted to just make a fun Light horror movie that they could um, throw at as big of an audience as they could. It kind of feels like
0: that talking to you about it.
1: Yeah, but like I said, like it was fun, and I would probably watch it again with with like I would show it to people. But like, it's not a movie I'm going to go out and buy the Blu-ray for and watch over and over and over again.
0: Well, that's because nobody buys Blu-rays for movies anymore, Pete. I do. What the hell wrong with you?
1: I like physical media. I don't even think I
0: could play a Blu-ray if you handed me one in my house.
1: You you're, you and your fancy s- smart house, everything's connected. And You
0: sound like an old crazy person right now, Pete. Maybe
1: I am. There's like
0: 80 streaming services out there. We have to subscribe to all of them because they all have like one show that's good. So just jump on board, spend $800 a month on random streaming services, and never worry about physical media again, Pete.
1: Listen, Kev. Back in my day, if there was a problem, you had to take the DVD out of the player and blow the dust off of it, and God forbid there was a scratch on the disc.
0: I saw a Red Box driving by the other day. I remember when those that filled a very weird, interesting niche in society for a period of time. Yeah, well, oh, like movie rental places aren't working, but streaming sucks right now. So there we go.
1: Those were big for a hot minute. <laughs> so, Kev. I want to throw it back at you. Um, did you know anything about this movie going in? Did I mean, you did already explain a little bit how defied expectations, but what did you think this was going to do when going into it?
0: Honestly, I uh, I was picturing a a movie probably much more like the TV show and the TV show is all I know about it. Now, I never watched the TV show, but I've heard about it. I knew about it. I knew the general theme of it. Absorbed
1: um, through pop culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think my dad watched it a lot because he used to always say Ziplane, plane, That's where I got it from.
1: Um, I think that's what most people know. Like, if you ask anyone what they know about Fantasy Island, the only thing they could pop up is probably the plane, plane,
0: from tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was going to be a much more dark twist, horrific thing of like, OK, this is what you want but what you want is actually terrible for these reasons. You're selfish or you didn't think things through and we're going to turn it on its head and you're going to live a horror thing. Like very much, the one that was closest to it was like, um, which was apparently fake the entire time, but the girls, um, Ma- Maggie? Melanie and Sloan? Yeah, yeah, Melanie. Uh, Melanie's like thing where it's like I want revenge on this girl who bullied me and then when she's watching revenge happen she's like this is real bad I don't like it this isn't what I wanted please make it stop you can't make it stop like I thought that's what we were gonna see for everybody you know like the I, I was imagining when you told everybody told me what everybody's uh fantasies were that like the soldier boy was gonna live the life Of a soldier, like watching his friends die, PTSD, like injuries that he can't get over, like shit like that. That's like, hey, it's not all glory and battlefield charges. It's shitty or like greatest party weekend ever until one of your friends ODs or you knock up somebody or something like that. Like there's consequences to your fantasies is what I thought was going to happen instead of this is just an elaborate Murder mystery plot a la Scooby Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah, I think if this movie was made by different people and like ten or fifteen years ago, it would have been exactly what you just described.
0: And I now don't get me wrong; I would love to have all of those things and then tie into like why we were all here to begin with, and then we can have somebody like it was me the whole time type thing. Um, I wouldn't mind that because that is a pretty good twist. But like you could have changed the actual fantasies to be a little bit more hubrisy, not just I don't even know what they were. They just seemed like fillers until they could get to the big twist. It's like the movie was so excited to tell you that we've got this big twist where one of you was the bad guys the whole time that like they were like, oh, yeah, also, there's some fantasies. Oh, you got to party. Oh, yeah. I think what you
1: said earlier was pretty accurate. Cookie cutter. They were just like, they were like, this is, what would you expect? Like you have someone who regrets a past decision, someone who's trying to fulfill some life affirming fantasy. And then the two dudes who just want to party.
0: Yeah. And I would (laughs) love to see, but I would want to see them go a step further with that and be like, okay, but then we got a little bit more. Like this is what happens when you party too hard or you party too much. It's not fulfilling. It's not good. You know? Oh, you can't force people to, Like love you by by accepting a marriage that you weren't ready for. Like things are kind of shitty that way, you know. Like there's a lot of ways that they could have made those fantasies more horrific by showing the worst of what could happen by just selfishly going for what you want. Um, But they were just like, no, we just set that up so that we could talk about this uh, this twist that we had going on. (laughs) Also, the detective was bullshit. Yeah he was there to deliver exposition and then die die like it was it was nothing it was nothing i did like the turnaround for the cop character where like he was kind of a a weak kind of selfish character who was scared who is who wanted to be the hero but didn't have the uh chutzpah to do it which is evidenced in the fact that he wouldn't go into the burning building even though like like, he wanted to be that guy, and that's why his fantasy was to be a soldier, because to him, that's the epitome of being the hero. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, he kind of is like, I'm going to be the hero and throw myself on this grenade. Like, I like that storyline. I like that character arc they got. Um, But they could have done a little bit. They could have done it better. <laughs> and I think they should have had that with all the characters, which I feel like they didn't really, it seems like. Yeah. Sloane's name is Portia Doubleday? Portia. Okay. Portia. I'm still upset about the Doubleday, actually. (laughs) Portia's fine. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'd watch this movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, you could watch the. In terms of the squeamishness factor, you could watch the PG 13 version. so do you know what happened,
0: what made it R in your version versus the theatrical cut? Is it just Uh, like gore?
1: It's just a little gorier. Yeah. There's a few instances of blood where i'm assuming in the pg-13 version they just cut away
0: i'm i'm just trying to think about all the deaths that you talked about and there aren't that many
1: yeah instances. like D- Damon pushes the dude off a cliff and they just fall to the bottom and you don't like
0: yeah that's it i mean i've seen that in a hundred horror movies uh, jd movies. gets
1: shot and it's just like one bullet through the chest and it's not yeah. like there's not blood squirting everywhere like even in the uncensored version it's just blood slowly spreading across his shirt
0: yeah, and that's, I mean, you see that in TV shows.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I got to the end of the unrated version of a movie, and I'm like, I don't, what was what was graphic about this? <laughs> yeah, so it, it,
0: it, a, it doesn't seem to be, a, it seems like it wants to be an action movie.
1: It like did, a suspense
0: well, thriller action movie.
1: I'm going to give you, the director of this movie was a guy named Jeff Wadlow, and two of his biggest credits before this were Never Back Down, which was like an MMA, like, fighting movie and kick-ass two okay well yep there's that that. tells you all you need to know about that
0: Uh, never back down by the way sounds like a fourth or fifth uh, sequel to uh, one of those dance movies
1: it no dude it it was exactly that style of movie if you know what I'm trying to say here but like with MMA fighting instead of dance it's like it was like a modern karate kid
0: step up is that yeah, is that what it yeah. was like it's one yeah, of those stuff like, up and one step of those up movies. <laughs> it sounds like it should have been like step up five
1: never back down that's exactly what it felt like
0: <laughs> so who do you think should see this movie pete
1: i think definitely this is a good movie for non-horror fans if you want to uh, test it out just see the rated version and it's not scary at all in any way so, this would be a fun movie to uh be like somebody's first horror movie. I think would be a really good choice for horror fans. um it's not high on my list of like you gotta go see this, but it would be really fun movie to go see with a bunch of friends, like rent it on Amazon, sit down with a bunch of friends, have a few drinks, and just oh,
0: hold look. on, hold on. You know what Amazon is? You know you can watch movies through Amazon.
1: That's how I watch this movie. Wow, yeah. It, um,
0: you realize they don't send you a dvd to watch it right? shut up you...
1: kevin <laughs> but yeah no it's just a fun little movie to watch with a bunch of people and and have a good time with it's like the least horror horror movie we've ever talked about and that's including stuff like gremlins you know like this movie is just not scary at all so kev is there a specific niche demographic that you think could benefit from watching fantasy island I think there's actually two There's there's two demographics first of all just by judging from what these
0: people are if you're kind of a shitty person uh this is a movie for you because uh, there's just a bunch of shitty people here so i think that's really great but also more importantly and maybe these are all shitty people too but like i i from my experience from my deep knowledge about the subject this seems like a really good connection to lost if you are a big fan of lost there's a lot of tie-ins from the series that I've noticed between this movie and Lost, the series. Is oh, the oh really, Kevin, What were those yeah, tie-ins? The, the islands are there, and there were guns, um, and there's like a ladder. Uh, I think a hobbit dies in this movie and in that movie. Um, and <laughs> pretty, sure, pretty sure they died of both, so he, he drowns. Uh, it's real sad. You don't know this. You never watched Lost. (laughs) I think there's a lot of similarities. You're just going to have to trust me on this one, guys. Uh, Watch this movie. It's basically Lost to the Lostening.
1: Wow. I hate you. (laughs) You all, everybody. You didn't watch the show. You can't make that reference. You are nobody, Kev. You're not everybody. Hey, everybody.
0: I think it's time for us to leave. Uh, If you guys have any questions about Lost and you want to hear more about it, I'm going to be starting a Lost-specific podcast. Pete's not invited. We're going to talk about everything there is to know about the show uh, because I am the authority on it. So thank you, everybody, and good night. Don't get too scared.